You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. I know, I know, they are forecasting snow for this weekend in late April, and it may seem strange then to be talking about gardening, but Trust me, it will soon be gardening season, finally, here in Southeast Michigan. It is coming, and so we want to talk about gardening, growing for beauty, growing for food, and the things that uh, you should be keeping in mind as the weather warms and the soil starts to turn. One in three American households grow food either at home or in a community garden. And thinking about planting a fruit tree or starting out with some potted herbs or tomatoes, Maybe you're wondering what grows well in partial shade or what grows well in clay-heavy soil. Uh, Our next guest can answer all of those questions and more. Plus, a little later, we're going to talk about the physical, mental, and environmental benefits of gardening. But joining us right now is T. Rushton. She is co-director of Keep Growing Detroit. Uh, We're going to talk about growing things here in the city of Detroit. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. So first, let's talk gardening basics. Now is the time when lots of people are starting to plant their seeds and seedlings. What kind of things should go into the ground this time of year? Okay. Well, you got a lot of options. <laughs> um, I always say uh, leafy things are good and when, when it's still a little bit cold. They can take uh, a little more cold. So we're planting things like collards, like kale, um, even some lettuces are good right now. Um, and then um, you could also do some root crops, uh, some start some carrots, some radishes, um, so things like that. And when you're, t- when you're t- doing this, you know, um, uh, I-, I love the idea of growing food uh, at home and, yeah. and then being able to take it in. Uh, I-, I always feel like Ah, I don't have time for that. Why? It's too much. It's too much work, and I can't keep up with it. It'll grow wild, and and that's untrue, though, isn't it? It's not as hard as people might think. Well, it is. you make it a part of your routine. You know what I mean, just like anything. Uh, but it'll be counting towards your physical exercise. You'll be outside. <laughs> you'll be getting some sun at the same time. So you make it part of the things that you enjoy. Yeah. And if you enjoy that food, you'll enjoy growing that food even yeah. more. And it's really important, also, for kids to be involved in this kind of uh, activity. I mean, there's there's studies that show that kids who participate in gardening do better in science achievement, uh, and and uh, there are all kinds of benefits that, yes. that, that young people get from being involved in this, right? Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. I mean, the most, the, <laughs> the, the biggest one is just being outside, right? I mean, we have a, uh, a culture where our kids are not outside as much, uh, I know my kids, they like to be on the video games. I like to sit in the basement and watch TV. Uh, go outside. <laughs> All right. Like so our come parents out, used yeah. to say. So come outside and do some gardening with me. Getting that fresh air. Getting that sunlight. I mean, we know uh, sunlight is providing us vitamin D and all kind of things. Uh touching the soil. Mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of these things are very beneficial for kids and adults. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so if someone is new to the idea of gardening, talk about some good things to start with, uh, easy ways to get into this kind of thing. Yeah, you can you can start anywhere, anywhere. Uh, you can start with uh, containers. So that could be as simple as a five gallon bucket that you may have in your ho- in your garage. <laughs> Throw some potting soil in there, drill some holes in the bottom just for drainage mm-hmm. and 
throw something in there or you can start with a couple little pots in the window even of some herbs. Mm-hmm. So um, so what kind of things do well in, in pots? Is it is it just anything? Uh, you have to be a little bit more careful with pots. You got to have a certain kind of soil and you got to keep the fertility up and they'll need more water if they're in pots. Mm-hmm. Um but, but yeah, anything can grow on a pot, really. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my guest is T. T. Rushton. She's the co-director of Keep Growing Detroit. We're talking about gardening season, which Yay. really is coming up. I mean that. I, am, I know it's really hard to think about it when the weather's as cold as it is and when they're saying that we're going to get up to five inches of snow in parts of southeast Michigan this weekend. But I swear the weather is about to turn and you're going to be able to to grow some things. Uh, do you have a garden? What kinds of things do you grow in that garden? And do you have a question about gardening? Maybe you want to try something new or have a backyard with all shade, which is an issue that I face uh, at my home. What kinds of lessons have you taught uh, about food or life through gardening to your kids or to your neighbors? Is this something that you do in your neighborhood with the people who live near you. As always, uh, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, and if you want to do a little bragging maybe about your garden, uh, <laughs> how, how lush it is each summer and how much food you get out of it, we'd like to hear about that. Uh, as well. Um, uh, Talk about in the city of Detroit, um, the things, you know, I always say that we've got, um, we've got a real great culture here of people doing this kind of thing together, uh, which wasn't as true when I was in my 20s, you know, a few decades ago here in Detroit, and certainly wasn't as true when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like there are more and more neighborhoods that uh, that do this kind of thing together, and and not just for the benefit of having locally grown food, but the, the benefit of interacting with uh, with your neighbors, with the people you live with. That's a very important. That's a good point. Um, actually, we have a long history of urban gardening in Detroit, all the way back. Um, so you may not have noticed it when you're a kid, and now that you're an adult, you're seeing like what? <laughs> I see more, right? <laughs> but also, you know, in the last. Uh, maybe 20 years or 15 years, we've seen a lot more vacancy in Detroit. So people are reusing those lots sure. uh, for that purpose. So it may be more in the front yard as opposed to in the backyard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but definitely our grandmothers were here growing, um, coming up from down south, growing mm-hmm, food mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Um, and um, But yes, it's, it's a really big thing. So uh, I work over at Keep Growing Detroit. In our programs, there's about 1,600 gardens in, in our programs. So those are people growing in their backyards, people growing in their side lots. Um, and so uh, we really try to make sure that folks are uh, getting to know each other. And that's a really big part of, uh, of gardening, like you said. So um, making sure that uh, neighbors are talking to each other. They're coming off of their porch and, right. and saying hello. <laughs> um and that and maybe um, sharing some food. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that is a that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Let's uh, go to Leslie in Hazel Park. Leslie, welcome to Detroit today. Oh, thanks. Hey. Um, I was wondering when I've gone fishing up north, the the wild blueberries have just such a great flavor. 
hmm. of of uh, a fruit in the, as opposed to the commercial type that I was going to buy. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that you grow uh, fresh. So did you go go blueberry picking? And maybe go on one of those farms and get them right off of the. No, no, no. I was up up north uh, trout fishing, and uh, just walking along uh, a trail mm-hmm. and uh, a two track, and didn't start nibbling on the uh, the the blueberries. Yes. <laughs> until I noticed some bear droppings, Leslie, and then we started me hungry. getting out of there. But. Yeah, you gotta be careful, <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean that, that that's true though. That that food that comes, you know, right off the vine, of course, different flavor altogether. Better. I didn't even like tomatoes until I started growing them. I'll say that, that because right? they to- they totally taste different. The the amount of time that food takes to get to your grocery store, um, it, it impacts the taste. And so you're absolutely right, Leslie. I agree with you. And I'm gonna go get some blueberries after the show. <laughs> uh, uh, Leslie also in the in the notes here says. He wanted to ask about how he could get better asparagus yields. Now, I'm somebody who does not like asparagus, but <laughs> I assume that's uh, I assume you can grow that here. Is that is that you right? You can, and it's a perennial uh, plant, so it'll come back every year. Um, it needs uh, some sun. Make sure you get it in the right area of your of your yard, um, and make sure that. Uh, so, if you're planting it the first season, uh, if you want better yields. Uh, uh, take and cut off the the asparagus first, and then you'll get uh, you'll get better yields coming up the next year. Yeah, yeah. Leslie, thanks very much for the call and the stories and the comments. Let's go That's to uh, Leela in Royal Oak. Leela, welcome. Good to morning. The today. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. I have a question for your guests. In Royal Oak, we have a terrible rat problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, my neighbor behind us will plant a garden in ground. And I have, since I've moved here, I have used potted gardens. Yeah. I would love to grow my own food again. Yeah. However, you know, every time I went out, I noticed a rat would have been nibbling on something or even caught them in the ass. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because it would be right in my driveway. What do you use in the city, which I know also has rat issues? Mm-hmm. What, you know, we don't want to call out more rats. We want to be able to eliminate <laughs> rats, not invite them in. By We're not trying to feed the them. rats, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, do you have anything that I can use to have a garden and not the rodents? That's a great question. That's like probably the the uh <laughs> the best question I always get is uh, rodents in general how to how to keep away from them. Um, there's a few things that I do, um, and everybody has their their uh, their secret. Um, some people are using uh, a pepper spray. Some people are using uh, so that's like a cayenne pepper mixed with water. Some people are using like a garlic spray, similar things, so they don't like those smells. Um, for me, I have a groundhog in my backyard. And I just need to create a fence, a barrier between yeah. the, the the plants and that and that particular rodent. Um, so every every rodent is going to respond to something differently. Um, last night we had a class uh, on row cover, which um, uh, for for 
good or less uh, does help with some of the smaller pests, the insects and things like that. Um, but pest management um, is the is the farmer's uh, <laughs> war. <laughs> so just stay <laughs> just stay at it. Um, um, but there's lots of different age old remedies um, that you can do uh, to to create a barrier between those pests. Yeah, I, I have a groundhog as well who uh, who seems to kind of just saunter through the yard every once in a while. And I figure no anything fear. I plant, uh, he would get after. Yeah, um, I have a little I have a little um, like the little cage wire that I just keep around the area that I'm planting. And that in. keeps them out. Yeah. And then um, we're. We're calling the exterminator. Sorry, Grant. <laughs> That's another way, right? <laughs> um, you know, uh, the pepper spray is something I didn't know. They, mm-hmm. they don't. They don't like that smell. Yeah, different. Uh, different animals. They don't. Uh, even. Uh, even ants in your house. If you put cayenne pepper around your perimeter of your rock, they don't like the smell. They don't like this, and they're very sensitive to the smell. So, mm. um, those different age-old tricks. Um, sometimes work for better or worse, but yeah. I totally understand your your concerns. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not trying to make the rats happy. Yeah. We're to make people happy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leela, thanks for the call. Let's go to Mickey in Detroit. Mickey, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, good morning. Uh, actually, it's Nikki, and oh, Nikki. I I'm love sorry. your show. I'm headed to see Avengers. It's my birthday today, so I'm an Earth uh, Day baby, uh, Earth Week baby, cool. spring baby. <laughs> I live in an apartment, so one of the questions I wanted to ask, and I'm glad I got to catch you live this morning, is what about if you live in an apartment? I know that uh, your guest mentioned container gardening. Hmm. I live in an apartment in Palmer Park. I just wanted to know, do you have any recommendations of how to grow in your own apartment? I don't have a patio or a backyard or a garden, uh, but I have an apartment. (laughs) So do you have any recommendations to how to grow fresh in your own apartment? Yeah, um, I love that question. Um, I would... so. <clears throat> there's a couple different levels to it. Uh, some people are, are at the level where they want to get grow lights and things like that that will help them uh, get the light onto their plants. If you're not at that point, you can definitely grow some things in the window. I would start with herbs um, are a great thing to grow on their window. You could also maybe do a little bit of lettuce in the window. Make sure you're rotating it so each side gets the sunlight, small pots, and you want to get a nice, loose uh, potting soil mix. Um, and then in your mix, you're going to want to add some... Um, hopefully natural fertilizer, such as uh, maybe a sprinkling of compost in there. Keep it fertilized, keep it watered, um, and you should have a little bit of success even inside your even inside your apartment. Hmm. Grow hmm. something. I yeah, love your enthusiasm something. for that. That's a great question uh, for the city, of course, where you've got lots of people who live in apartments and don't have outdoor space. Yeah. That doesn't mean or they join can. a community garden. Yeah, there's right. a few. There's um, Palmer Park um, in particular has a garden right there and i'm sure they would love some support over there and i think i don't want to speak out of turn but i think that they are um, they allow people to rent their a uh, bed there hmm. so maybe uh join with some of your neighbors and um joining the community garden that's another option as well okay t rushton co-director of keep growing detroit how do people get involved with uh, keep growing detroit if they want to 
Uh, good question. Uh, keep growing Detroit. Uh, check out our website. There's an application fee for the Garden Resource Program. If you are inside of Detroit Highland Park or Hamtramck, uh, we can help you with get seeds. We can help you get plants for your garden. We can help you get that compost that I was talking about. We can help you. We have all kind of classes. Check out our calendar. Even if you're not inside of Detroit, you can ch- come to our classes. Um, and then um, if you're outside of Detroit, we partner with a few different um, organizations. There's Wayne Metro. All are doing similar things in a in a um in an attempt to uh, get more people growing food um which is which is my aim yeah yeah <laughs> all right uh great to have you here with us on detroit today thanks for coming by no problem steve up next we're going to continue our conversation about gardening and growing your own food we're also going to talk about the health benefits of growing things outside and bringing them inside to put on the table stay with us on detroit today you're listening to detroit today on 1019 wdet i'm stephen henderson and as always thanks for joining a study released earlier this month revealed that poor diets are killing more people globally than smoking. Think about that. And the worst part is that we now know the dangers of smoking, and we've known for some time. But in this era of sodium-laden, preservative-heavy snacks and mega-sized fast food combos, we are constantly bombarded still by poor diet choices that are really easy to slip into. In the city of Detroit, a lot has been done in recent years to address food access issues, but we still have a lot of work to do. A 2018 report from the Detroit Food Policy Council revealed that 30,000 Detroiters don't have access to a full-line grocer. Our next guest has been working toward improving the region's food system for years and can talk about what obstacles and consequences we face when it comes to the food we put in our bodies. Winona Bynum is the executive director of the Detroit Food Policy Council. Winona, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, Well, first of all, let's start. You have a very cool shirt on that (laughs) talks about fresh food, right? Right, right, to get me in the mood. Avocado, (laughs) broccoli, apple. That's cool. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's talk about this study that came out in the journal Lancet. It says 11 million people die each year around the world because, at least in part, of certain foods they're eating or lack of other foods. Uh, What kind of things are we lacking in our diets? Well, so, um, yeah, this study was really cool because it it talked about um, what we should eat. So many times we hear about what we should eat. Don't eat Right, right, right. right. (laughs) But um, hearing what we should eat. So some of the things that we're lacking are like whole grains, nuts and seeds, Fruits, vegetables, some of the things that T was talking about growing, those mm-hmm. are the things we get need to get more into our diets. Yeah, the things that we can actually make for ourselves, exactly. grow for ourselves, and just bring into the house. You know, the, the, the problem that I always hear, maybe especially from my children, uh, is that those things don't taste as good as McDonald's or, <laughs> you know, sweet foods or, or chips or things like that. Um, how, do you, how do you get people to think more about what's good for them instead of what just tastes good well you know what i i, I um listened to t um and she talked about how she didn't like 
tomatoes until she tasted a fresh <laughs> until one. Until she had a fresh one, right? Exactly. So a lot of times when people get a, a taste of fresh fruits and vegetables, they realize they're really tasty. I I had so I'm a registered dietitian now and, and my life evolved so I changed my diet. However, there was a time that I, I thought an apple pie was much better than an apple. <laughs> but a, a lot of the time it was because I wasn't getting the fresh, uh, right off the tree apple or something right out of the garden. So getting people involved in gardening, getting people access to good food, they usually find that they like it better than the processed food. It's yeah. just getting that quality food to them. Yeah. But, of course, here in Detroit, there are access issues that, sure. that interfere with people's ability to do that. You know, we, we've been having that conversation for a really long time in the city as it's changed and as we've sort of lost a lot of the neighborhood grocers that we used to have. And, and now it seems that people are maybe more interested in opening grocery stores in the city than they used to be. But I also wonder whether... Uh, whether there's a change in the way people think about how to get fresh food that we also ought to be talking about. Uh, the idea that you don't need a full grocery store to make fresh food available in neighborhoods, right? Uh, th- there are other ways we can we can solve that problem. Right, um, and there are a lot of innovative ways going. Look, people are looking at um, farmers markets, Um the farm sand, the Eastern Market has that farm sand that they pop up in different areas and neighborhoods. Um, and then we are working with the grocery store. So um, although, as you st- our study cited, about 30,000 people still don't have access, which is not okay. Mm, no. <laughs> it's not okay. However, um, we do have 76 grocery stores in the city. And one of the things that we've been working on as a food policy council, along with so many other members, the health department, authority health, uh, Eastern Market, so many partners um, is around uh, improving the grocery stores that we have. And so that they have more fresh food. Exactly. And then um, also improving the experience, just helping, wrapping our arms around the grocery stores we have to help um, them serve our community. Well, one of our things we've been talking about, we want a great grocer in every neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so looking at attacking it from different levels is a way that we're going to change this environment. We want Detroit to be a place where doing the healthy thing is the easy thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I am doing a lot of work in the neighborhood where I was born, over on the west side uh, near Livernoy and Grand River, uh, and and food insecurity is a huge, huge issue uh, for our neighbors uh, over there. I mean, it, it and it's it's a <clears throat> it's a more complicated issue, I mm-hmm. think, than a lot of people uh, imagine. It's not just a question of uh, people starving, uh, quote unquote. It's it's exactly. a it's a it's a cyclical thing for some folks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to the end of the month and maybe I don't have enough, right, to keep food in the in the house, uh, or sometimes just a periodic thing. And and the thing that that I've come to the conclusion of is that th- this is a problem we have to solve at that level. Because so many of our neighbors mm-hmm. over there really can't get to too far away anyway. I mean, exactly. a grocery store that's even a half mile away might be inaccessible. Exactly, exactly. When you're talking about carrying heavy bags of groceries or, um, you know, just we are really, we have transportation issues around the city. So just all of those things really add to, to the complexity. 
Um, and that is why, as you know, we look into the policy issues around it. So as you unravel it, you really realize it's a systemic thing mm-hmm. um, and that you have to attack it from different levels. You have to make sure that the policies are in place that really promote what you're trying to see. So um, we were happy with a lot of the things. I think the last time I was here, we were talking about the farm bill mm-hmm. and we were happy with a lot of the things that are supported in the farm bill. So there is a new office of urban agriculture and innovation um, so Detroit is a hot spot for urban <laughs> agriculture, just like you just talked about all mm-hmm. the gardening going mm-hmm. on. Um, so that will help if you if your neighbor has um, if you have a garden or your neighbor has a garden, that's another access point. Um, so we're looking at all the ways to attack it. Also, what support it? You know, um, what gets the subsidies? Um, one of the things I always laugh about is that fruits and vegetables that promote health are called specialty <laughs> crops. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so those we should want, be just regular it, crops. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so we we're looking. We're happy that more of that is being supported, and we want more. Um, we're working on things like uh, ten cents a meal, um, and to bring that across the state, and that's where ten cents is given to each. Uh, school meal to mm-hmm. provide more fruits and vegetables and legumes all those things that, again that we're talking about that we let's not talk about well we have to sometimes talk about what we should eat but <laughs> but let's put more emphasis on what we should eat and what we can eat and what's delicious and make it good and show people how to do it in a way that is fun and they want to incorporate into their uh their diet yeah uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and I'm always glad you've joined us. My guest is Winona Bynum. She is the executive director of the Detroit Food Policy Council. We're talking about fresh food in the city of Detroit, the availability of fresh food, the importance of being able to get to fresh food, uh, to eat healthier. Uh, a recent study stated that 11 million people die each year around the world because, at least in part, Uh, of the foods that they eat or the foods that they don't eat. As always, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. You can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, uh, and we will work you into the conversation big time on Twitter. (laughs) Says uh, he or she is looking to plant a fruit tree just one, though, uh, what type of fruit tree will do well by itself? He says, I've read apple trees need other trees in the area to pollinate. These are the kind of questions that, that I think come up all the time when you're mm-hmm. thinking about, okay, maybe I'll start a garden out back or a community garden, but what do I plant in it? Exactly. And that's where um, your last guest, T, from Keep Growing Detroit, they have all of those resources, mm-hmm. and you can plug into that and ask answer those kind of questions. It's a whole community of gardeners so that you don't have to make all the big mistakes. You don't have to do it on your own. <laughs> exactly. You can, <laughs> you can have tried and true, um, and people write in your community. So like your, like the, your guest was um, or your uh, um, uh, writer was asking about what can they grow in Detroit. Yeah. So you have someone who's growing in Detroit and can tell you, I know um, – uh, I know T has managed orchards and can yeah. tell you about tell you that. what <laughs> exactly. apples uh, right so uh, big time reach out to uh, keep growing Detroit and they can probably they can probably help you determine which tree you should mm-hmm. be you should be planting and and how well it will do um, what do you see as the next step to improving the food economy and the landscape here in Detroit right. so like I um, mentioned we've been working on well, 
they're all like attacking different ways. But we've been working on the grocery store project and really trying to get that off the ground. Uh, in the past 10 years or so, 10, 15 years, grocers in the store in the city have really improved. Mm-hmm. Um, but some still have a ways to go. And some areas need more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so we, we're looking at that and trying to identify which stores are doing it great, how they're doing it great, helping community co- to connect with their grocer and tell them what they need. So that's one big project we're looking at. Um, we are also been supporting a um, food waste initiative. So, so much food is wasted. Yes. Um, and looking at ways that healthy food, good food can not go into uh, landfills or it had been our incinerator, um, but can go to people and make sure that they have what they need. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the phones here. Charles in Detroit. Charles, welcome Good to Detroit. Good morning. Hey, how are My you? My name is Charles. I'm with Michigan State University Extension, hmm. and we have a team of dedicated individuals who are out in Wayne County, Macomb County, Oakland County every day with free nutrition classes to address the needs that your speaker is talking about. Hmm. And if I could do a shameless plug, (laughs) you can reach us at 313-494-4963. Very good. And if you have a church, community group, school, senior center, we are glad to come out. Our classes are free. They include food demos, cooking classes, everything to address the needs that your speaker is talking about today. All right. Charles, I appreciate the call uh, and the info. I mean, that's a reminder that there's a lot of people working in this space in the city and, trying to make it better. And on our council, we have MSU Extension um, members that sit on our council. And I can say when I went through the dietetic internship that I, I part of my internship was with <laughs> MSU Extension yeah. and I taught those classes. Oh, very so, cool. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles, again, thanks very much the call in the comments. Let's go to Paula in Roscommon. Paula, I've only got about a minute left, but I wanted to squeeze you in here. That's okay. It's real yeah. quick. Right. Um, someone had asked about growing inside an apartment. Mm-hmm. And instead of going out and getting really expensive lights, you could get a shop light mm-hmm. at Home Depot or whatever for, you know, 12 bucks. Put in a warm bulb and a cool bulb, and that provides the spectrum of light wow. that you know, the plants need, you keep it like an inch as a seedling and you raise the light as, you know, as, as it the grows. plants progress. Yeah. But it's a real easy, inexpensive way to do some growing inside. Yeah. Paula, I really appreciate that. And I think uh, the caller who was asking about growing her in her apartment probably appreciates that too. Thanks very much for the call. Okay, Wynonna Byron, I'm Executive Director of the Detroit Food Policy Council. Great to have you here with us on Detroit today. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for me this week. I will be back on Monday and I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll talk again on Monday.